0: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And another Kansas City-based company has taken a dip in the shark tank. Today we have the owner of that company, Betsy Johnson of SwimZip, with us. She appeared on the show that broadcast January the 24th, just a couple weeks ago. And she came away a winner. She's going to be giving up 20% equity in her company in exchange for a $60,000 investment from Lori Greiner, the queen of QVC. So welcome to the show today, Betsy.
1: Thanks, Kelly. I'm happy to be
0: here. Again, congratulations. I know that they get, first of all, just to be on the show, because I know they get tens of thousands of applications every year, and I think, what, maybe a hundred and some get invited onto the show. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I think this year they had about um, 350,000 applicants, and I think they brought in about a hundred people for filming and hopefully airing.
0: (laughs) Right, and and even fewer than that actually come away with an investment like you did, so great work there. Before we talk about the show itself, because I'm really eager to hear about that, but I want to. Invite you to have our to tell our listeners what SwimZip is all about and what inspired you to launch this line of swimwear.
1: SwimZip, what it's all about is um, a whole sun protective swimwear line. Right now, we're actually expanding into more of a beachwear apparel wear with sun protection built into it as well. But what SwimZip offers is um, adorable and affordable. UV protective swimwear, and we make it actually extremely functional. So all of our swim shirts have a full-length zipper down the front, so it's extremely easy to put on and take off for both parents and kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And parents don't have to worry about lathering sunscreen on every two hours, stressing out at the beach, putting, you know, lotion on them and um, the sand gets stuck on them, or at the at the pool, trying to get them out, to dry them off, to put on more sunscreen. So that you know, our mission is to make sun protection easy and then extremely affordable.
0: Okay, so so this UV blockage is actually built into the fabric of the yes. of the swimwear, the beachwear. Okay, so it, would that be similar to sunglasses that are that already have that protection built into them? Is it a similar type concept?
1: Yes, that's exactly the same. I say. UV protection or SPF is to sunscreen as UPF is to clothing. So UPF is what we have in our um, clothing, our swimsuits. So oh. it's really similar to sunglasses that block the rays to get to your eyes.
0: And your company is coming up, what, on about four years in business yes, as it was founded? almost
1: about four years, yeah. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> you know, it flies, doesn't it?
1: Yes, okay. it does. Well,
0: what inspired you to open up or to found this business I believe it was in March of
1: 2010 yeah Um, what inspired us to start the business was I was actually diagnosed with skin cancer Um, and after feeling having a huge pity party for myself um, for the first couple weeks I started doing some research about my skin cancer and what caused it Um, and I learned that the majority of your sun exposure happens before you're 18 years old yeah so um, you know being in Kansas It's hot in the summer. You're at the pool all day. You're either at the pool or you're inside. So, you know, I spent every summer outside playing at the pool with my friends, and then I was a huge soccer player, so I was outside playing soccer all the time. So I had a ton of sun exposure as a child. And, um, you know, I wanted to find out how to make something that would, would help this problem. Um, And then a couple, like a few months before we started this company, um, I was on the beach with my brother, and he was just complaining about how hard it was to take off just a normal rash guard that didn't have a zipper. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry it's a pain. You know, his child would just scream when the shirt would come off, and she hated it, you know, and it would be a whole 30-minute ordeal of her screaming and my brother trying to help her. So um, I said, how about we just cut up the front? I have a ton of bobby pins back in the room. I'll just put my bobby pins through it to secure it so she can get in the pool with us. My brother was like, okay, here we go. And then afterwards, he's like, Betsy, you're genius. This is the best idea ever. So it was kind of a twofold fold approach. Um, we saw a need in the market for something that made sun protection easier, and then, you know, we paired that with my battle so far with skin cancer. And now, we're, now I'm clear, thank goodness, and just keep on getting checkups, but... Um, we just kind of put those two together and found a place that um really needed to be um, had a lot of growth in the market and right be perfect
0: okay, so you found a market niche now, a lot of people can have a great idea and they can see a need not being fulfilled in the marketplace. But actually bringing that product to market is a whole different story. What kind of a background did you have? Did you have any kind of design or marketing or manufacturing type of background that would have helped you with this endeavor?
1: Um, I don't really think I had the background in it. I was actually in the corporate world, just um, a number in, in the big system, I would say. But um, what I think that really – in I think that just my intrinsic motivation, I love learning and I'm constantly, you know, looking things up and trying to see how to do things better and faster. Um, I think that's what really helped me. My background's actually in um, economics and finance. So um, it's a little bit of a different background, but with just a little bit of research, I feel like the Internet is um, has so much information out there. It's just taking the time to go look for what you need. Right. And there's so many resources and people out there who want to help, too. So-
0: yes. Definitely, that's important. If I remember correctly, you actually got a lot of value in your – you were part of a group called Youth Entrepreneurs, if I remember right, and that was a very valuable resource for you as you got started.
1: Oh, my goodness. That Youth Entrepreneurs is a program through high school, and um, it's a year class, and you learn all about – Writing a business plan, creating a product, making sure it's feasible, making sure you're not going to be losing money. Um, writing a business plan, um, pitching your business plan to other people. So youth entrepreneurs was a huge, had a huge impact in my um, development of writing my business plan. But um, they've also been extremely supportive after I've graduated and started a business, and they are just a program I just can't speak you know, can't say the praises anymore. They're just a phenomenal program. So, um, and they're right here in Kansas City and Wichita, um, and they have really helped me grow my business and network with other people after I've left the program as well.
0: You came up with this great idea. Uh, it, It is an idea that solved two needs that your family was experiencing. How did you go about, I guess the first thing you had to do was create a prototype. How did you go about doing that?
1: So, we first so sort of came up with the idea on the beach, cutting it up the front, and then we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do. So we just took a whole bunch of shirts and cut them up the front. I didn't know if I wanted to do eye hooks or zippers or buttons. I didn't know what we wanted to do, what would be the best. So we came up with a whole bunch of different prototypes, and once we figured out that we really wanted to go with the zipper, we took our design, and we actually went um, to China right away to have them make some products for us, some more prototypes, Um, to see, you know, what supplier I wanted to work with. I think we started with about 15 suppliers, narrowed it down to eight, and then selected one after that. And so they would send us prototypes, and we would give corrections and things we wanted fixed, and they would send us another one. So we went back and forth on that process um, for quite a while, actually, from about March to August, I think. Okay, um, so several months. So it took a while for us to get what we really wanted and find the right supplier. And then um, we sort of just got a whole bunch of product. Not a whole bunch, relatively speaking, to what we order now, but to us at the time we were, we were like, how do we find the capital? What are we going to do? Right. So we got a bunch of samples um, that we could have tested out by friends and family just to make sure they were liking the fit um, in the water, liking the fit when it was out of the water, how it did in the washer and the dryer. Um, so we ordered a whole bunch just for that fit test. Right, Um, And so we did that, and then we really launched our first one um, in September, which is off-season, but it was a great time to start building that search engine optimization um, on our website because that's where we do the majority of our sales.
0: So you had the idea, you had the prototype, you went through the testing phase. What did you do in two ways? One, uh, in terms of marketing, how did you start getting the word out? And second, how did you build a distribution channel for this?
1: So on the marketing question, what we've done with marketing is we've done a whole bunch of, initially, a whole bunch of bloggers, so we would have links back to our site to build that search engine optimization. And then we've also, you know, reached out to any press opportunities we could find, whether that's magazines where we think we'd be a good fit, or newspapers with a story about us, or radio shows, we did whatever we could just to get the word out about our product.
0: You did that organically. You didn't have a PR person on staff or that you had hired that was doing this. You were doing this yourself?
1: Yep, we did it all ourselves just okay. because, you know, we were on a shoestring budget. <laughs> we were right. we were struggling buying product, let alone trying to pay for someone to do it. So all the marketing was organic. Um, and, there, you know, people love to try your product if, it, if their kids are in the right age. So um, that was a really great fit for us for bloggers. And we also went to some trade, we went to a trade show, which was great um, for stores to get their eyes on our product and really be able to touch and feel our product.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that was a really great step for us. And, you know, we are still doing our own um, marketing to, the, to date. And we are um, just finding that people love to try our product and want to write about it. So I think just getting out there and, you know, asking people if they want to try it is a really great option.
0: You mentioned that you went to trade shows and that retailers could stop by and actually feel touch try out the product that leads to the other part of the question that i asked you on the distribution that is a very difficult nut for a lot of businesses to crack how did you start getting some of these uh clothing stores or i'm not sure what your distribution channels are but how how did you start getting these people's interest and having them carry your product
1: Um, It actually took a while. My first trade show we went to, we didn't sell a unit at all. It was, you know, I'd go back to my room every night and cry. So don't be discouraged if the first one is not great. Um, You're introducing your product. But um, we do go to the trade shows still, and just finding the trade show that really fits your product, I think, is what is important. Um, So distribution now has come fairly easily um, with stores that we finally got interested, did reorders. Um, another thing is just looking online and finding stores that might be interested and just picking up the phone and calling them. That's been one of the hardest challenges for me because I'm not Good old-fashioned legwork, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and just, you know, saying you want to talk about your product. So it's a little intimidating, but I think that's been really successful for us as um, a company. And also we have some distributors set up. So we're trying to add one to two a year just to make sure that the growth isn't too much – A lot of countries really like, you know, products that um, are here in America that are, you know, abroad. So we have found – we have a distributor in Holland who does um, a lot of Europe for us, and we have one in Canada, and we're picking up one in Mexico and two in Japan and one other one hopefully here in 2014. So um, I think that's been a huge success for us because they already have the distribution and the stores and the networks. So it's been – a great opportunity for our our business to grow internationally with those distributors.
0: Absolutely. How big is your company right now in terms of employees?
1: There are two of us, just my brother and I.
0: Wow. So you've been able to accomplish all of this with just two people, but you outsource a lot, it sounds like.
1: Yes. We outsource making the product. Yes. And then my husband does all of our finance and accounting, so he's Mm -hmm. really free, great labor. I think that utilizing people you know, friends and family is really important, especially in a startup. Um, But other than that, my brother and I do it all. We do all of our own customer service. I do all my own designing. We make all the prints. Um, So we do quite a bit in-house.
0: Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking with Betsy Johnson of SwimZip. And she just had an appearance on January the 24th on Shark Tank where she landed an investment. So far, she's brought us up to date on where her company was up to that point, how she founded it and how she got the product to market and established distribution channels. But when we get back, I want to talk about the Shark Tank experience and how that's going to change her company. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio KC. We'll be right back. You want real results. You want your efforts to count for something. And you don't have time to waste. We understand That's why the Executive MBA program at Benedictine College is the program more than 400 alums say help them accelerate their careers and enhance their approach to management and leadership. You're ready immediately to contribute to your organization's success. We invite you to check out benedictine.edu slash EMBA to learn more about our program and what it has to offer. Welcome back to Smart Companies KC. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here with Betsy Johnson, the founder of SwimZip, a clothing brand that helps protect kids from the sun, and it's also easy to get on and off. She recently appeared on Shark Tank and came away with a $60,000 investment from Lori Greiner, one of the sharks and the queen of QVC, as many of us know her. So, Betsy, let's you gave us all the background. Stage. Now let's talk about that Shark Tank experience. You, as you said earlier, one of 350-some thousand applications that the show gets each year. Maybe 100 are invited on, and, and not very many go away with the investment. You did, and what, what was it like to be on Shark Tank? Tell us about that behind-the-scenes experience. Once you get the call or the notification that you've been selected, what happens after that?
1: So there is a really long application process that we went through. Um, I think we applied back in March of 2013 and heard, you know, back maybe late April that they were interested in us, Um, and we had a phone interview. And after we did the phone interview screening in April, they asked us to make a video, and we submitted that in May of 2013. And that video went up through all their producers, executive producers, um, and then they came back to us and said they were interested in having us on the show. So there, you know, there were a couple interviews in there still and lots of phone calls and conversations and information that they needed. Um, and then we prepared our pitch and made sure we were, you know, had all of our um, dies it and T's crossed with our numbers and our financials and our business and our mission. Um, so we were prepared to go on the show, and we filmed actually in August. So there was a long time after the application process before we actually got to get to L.A. and film. So, um,
0: Okay, so you filmed in August. Did you know in August then that you had gotten the investment?
1: Yes, we did.
0: Okay, and, and I, I suppose you were sworn to secrecy. You had to go what, almost eight months? Sounds like about eight yeah. nine months before now not quite that long, but, but about seven or eight months before you could even let anybody know right
1: yep we didn't we weren 't allowed to talk to anyone about it we couldn 't talk to anyone that we might appear on Shark Tank that we got an investment, no one knew anything. It was just my my family and my brother's family who went out there, so no one knew it other than that
0: wow, and i and when you when you watch Shark Tank, it's boom, boom, boom. You go out there, you make your presentation, the sharks kind of talk it over, but that whole part of your presentation lasts maybe on television, what, 10, 15 minutes at the most? What is that really like? I suspect it's much longer when you're out there.
1: Yes, I, I think we are out there for a little over two hours um, with questions and answers and talking all about our products. So um, our ten-minute clip, you know, was out of two hours of filming. So it was
0: mm-hmm. quite,
1: quite the um, span. Or you know, once I saw it, we ha- I hadn't seen the the show live before everyone else saw it as well. So I had no idea what it was going to be. And changing two hours of conversation into eight minutes, ten minutes was night and day. So
0: oh, I can imagine.
1: Yeah, it was quite different seeing it on television and how it all actually pulled together.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, before a shark is going to plunk down that kind of money, they're going to ask more than the two or three questions that you get in the uh televised piece. I, you know, it's just it just is natural. So, was most of that time spent in negotiations with them, did they uh, make or was it more about answering questions about your product?
1: It was mostly about answering questions about the product, the brand, um, you know, sales, margins, um, you know, current distribution, projected distribution, um, and just really getting down nitty-gritty with our numbers. I think going into Shark Tank, if anyone has the opportunity, my advice would be know your numbers inside and out. Know every single piece of your numbers.
0: Well, that's where your finance background, it sounds, came in really, really handy.
1: Yes, I would definitely say that. And, you know, my brother and I sat there and made sure, you know, for weeks before we went out to L.A., just grilled each other on the numbers because, you know, any good business owner, or just anyone in business knows that the numbers are what drives the business. So we knew that they were going to be looking into that really hard.
0: What do you think sold Lori Greiner on the opportunity?
1: Um, I think that, one, she saw, you know, saw the potential for our business and where it could go, and two, I think she really believed in Barry and I. I think that there is a lot of businesses that start without people who really want to get down and dirty with their business and don't mind making the phone calls and working hard to get to the next level. And I think that she saw that in Barry and I. I hope she did. <laughs> so I'd say it's those two things. Okay. And that, you know, we have an established business. You know, We have proven sales and a track record, which I think helps them invest as well.
0: What happens after the verbal agreement on the show?
1: After the verbal agreement, um, then we get in contact with Lori's team and go through negotiations and make sure that everything's finalized. We are still not um, negotiated, actually, with Lori. We're still in the process.
0: Okay. So what do you suspect, uh, as we start to wrap up here, what do you hope that once this contract is finalized, What do you hope this investment is going to do? Where do you think it's going to take SwimZip?
1: Oh, I just um, i have ideas and thoughts. We are really hoping to expand our line and offer more UV apparel, um, both swimsuits and clothing. So I think that the investment from her will give us the capital that we need to add more items to our line to offer different options for different customers. So I think that there are a lot of areas that we can grow as a company, and I think the first one is offering more options for our customers. So that investment from Lori will really take our business to the next level.
0: Okay, so so taking you know expanding the product line, expanding the distribution points, um, all all good things. What would you leave our listeners with? You truly are an example of a company that took something and made you took took nothing and made something from it you had an idea my goodness as I said or alluded to earlier ideas are a dime a dozen people come up with them constantly sitting around a table at the beaches you suggested yours came from but how many of us act on them and you actually built a business from a, a need that you saw And, and you took all the steps necessary to get that product to market. You did the next thing to try to get the investment to expand it. You've been through every facet. What would you leave our reader or our listeners with today who are in the process of starting a business and finding lots of challenges? What would you tell them about what they need to do to see it through?
1: I think one thing that's really helped for our business is just having a passion for what we're doing. We believe in our product, which makes it so easy for us to sell. Um, And just, you know, we believe in what we're doing. We believe in our mission. And I think, you know, there are days that are so hard, and I can't, you know, it's so hard for me to shut down on business and take a break and have dinner with my family. Um, But I think the one thing that has really helped me through it, days that are hard and days that are great, Um, It's just the passion for our product and what our mission is to, to help people make, you know, educate people on sun protection. So I think when you're creating a product or a service, just make sure you're really passionate about it because I think people see that passion in your business and they, you know, the customer service, your passion is there to make the customers happy. So I think that that's the one thing that I would say sets many companies apart, is the passion to make a company successful because you believe in it.
0: Okay, it makes those days when you think that everything's falling apart or that you're not going to get that next customer, it, it makes you plow right on through because you know that there, there is going to be a day when you are going to get that phone call or you're going to get that investment or whatever it is that you need for that next step that carries you. Where can we find your merchandise? Uh, online? Is it, is it in retail establishments?
1: We have um, some retail establishments that you can find on our website by entering in your zip code, and it will tell you what locations carry it. But it's easiest to find us on our website at com.
0: Okay, swimzip.com. And here in the Kansas City area, are there any local retailers that carry your we're product? Actually,
1: we're picking up two new retailers, one um, in Overland Park and one in Brookside.
0: Okay, you can't so then, name we don't them have yet.
1: Them finalized yet? Ah, yet. okay, all right. Sorry. Well,
0: we'll watch their website, and and you'll see that there are a couple of local retailers coming to us soon that will carry the zip product. Lori, congratulations on all your success! Thank you for being on the show today. Thanks so much, Kelly. And if you'd like to learn how to grow your business, please visit our resources at www. Friend us on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business. Or follow us on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.